Welcome to the Daily DDT Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jaden Becker. Lust to be overly attracted to someone in a sexual way. I'm Jaden Becker, and welcome to the Daily DDT Podcast, Seven Deadly Sins Edition. I hope you liked last week. I hope you liked last week. I'm recording these in batches, of course, to give you some more content as I step away from the podcast just a little bit, just a little bit. Once again, I'll be back in the beginning of August, and I will be missing a few pay-per-views here and there, but nothing too crazy, nothing too crazy. I'll be back for, of course, uh, the AEW pay-per-views and things of that nature, and uh, SummerSlam, of course, but I think I'm going to be missing Hell in a Cell and Money in the Bank for the WWE, and of course, uh, Summerversary for Impact, which I'm I'm upset about because they're probably going to have some returns, but uh, these episodes aren't meant for news or reviews or anything like that. These episodes are meant to go through the seven deadly sins of pro wrestling, and each week I'll be going through a new sin. Last week was gluttony, this week is lust, and as we go forward, we're going to see the rest of the sins, pride, greed, sloth, wrath, and envy. And uh, of course, each week I will go through some examples of the past and the present, the best uh, to describe the sins, and uh, it can get dark pretty fast, as I said last week, uh, and this week might be a little bit uh, of uh, on the darker side of... Um, the seven deadly sins. So, uh, once again, lust. Talking about lust this week. To be overly attracted to another person in a sexual way. I had a lot of options. A lot of options uh, talking about lust and pro wrestling. And I could have gone way back. Could have gone to talk about Fabulous Moolah. Could also talk about the sexualization of women in the late 90s in pro wrestling in any organization. Uh, may that be. But I wanted to go a little bit more modern here. Uh, talking about the speaking out movement. And and the world of of professional wrestling was absolutely rocked in June of 2020 as the hashtag speaking out movement addressed many male pro wrestlers in the outing of past emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual harassment, and sexual abuse. Talent in prominent roles in major companies such as WWE and AEW were outed along with a ton of independent talent in local promotions. This all started out with David Starr. He was the first to be accused at the start of the speaking out movement. The WWE took the brunt of the accusations. Of course, it is the biggest uh, brand in the world, the professional wrestling. And uh, they took on on 12 wrestlers, talent, and on-air personalities. Uh, Most of the allegations were against talent working or born in the United Kingdom. Huge names include uh, Joe Coffey, Jack Gallagher, who was fired, and uh, Jordan Devlin. Uh, Joe Coffey and Jordan Devlin not fired, both still wrestling and had uh, title reigns throughout uh, their time after the Speaking Out movement on NXT UK. Joe Coffey as the NXT UK Tag Team Champion. Jordan Devlin as the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Supposed to be interim, but uh, was not. Actually, uh, he was the main one and then uh, found his way back to UK. A lot of big, big issues for Jordan Devlin. And uh, still with the, with the company, still with the WWE. Many huge names in the world of professional wrestling were accused at the time as well. Matt Riddle, a current member of RK Bro, with Randy Orton, who has been doing fantastic things on Monday Night Raw, was accused at the time during the speaking out movement. Uh, he did have some allegations against him that ended up being called an affair and uh, a lot of mess towards the way of of Matt Riddle. Uh, I believe the, the full story goes exactly that he, he once denied it and then came out that the denial of the uh, accusations against him uh, were not 
incorrect. He said that he admitted to having an affair with his accuser, but the affair was consensual with the woman that he was having it with. So he, at first he said, oh, I never was with this woman at all. But then he had to come out and say that he was, but uh, it was consensual the whole way. Riddle dropped his uh, petition for a restraining order against his accuser uh, in late September. And then the following day, he filed a civil lawsuit against his accuser. Uh, They've been going back and forth since. It states uh, all the way up until March of 2021. Riddle wanted out of the lawsuit. He was completely done uh, with the whole situation, but his uh, termination of the lawsuit was denied by the courts. Big issues for Matt Riddle. And moving on to another person that also found some big issues was Marty Squirrel. I remember looking back, I even mentioned about this on some news about the the, the, the podcast, talking about him and his issues with Ring of Honor. Uh, He was accused of uh, taking advantage of a 16-year-old girl who was inebriated. And a squirrel would release two statements in which he did not deny the allegations, but claimed the encounter was consensual by, while both participants were intoxicated, which does not make it consensual given that they were intoxicated. Intoxication does not equal consent. That's some, the first thing they teach you when you step onto a college campus. And uh, as I'm going through college now, uh, they did a lot of training Early, early, early on, we're doing orientation on what consent is, what consent isn't. And if someone's intoxicated and throughout the whole situation, they are not consenting. Uh, he was a Ring of Honor at the time of these allegations. And he ended up leaving Ring of Honor in the beginning of uh, January of 2021. I believe he had had some matches with New Japan or was planning to have some matches with New Japan, but was uh, exiled off the card due to the speaking out um, allegation uh, and, and all the, the, the moving from there. People were still upset, and rightfully so, people still upset uh, from Marty Scroll. Let's take another look at another name on this list. Will Ospreay, uh, he also found himself into some trouble in the speaking out movement. And I know I'm talking about some pretty big names here, and there were some smaller names as well, but I really want to get like to the the, the, pit, the pinnacle of it. Uh, Will Ospreay, one of the top pro, pro wrestlers right now, uh, of course injured right now, but one of the top pro wrestlers, injured or not, in, in the world of professional wrestling. He was accused by a former uh, professional female wrestler uh, of having her blacklisted, after she made allegations towards another wrestler, Scott Wainwright, who is a friend of Osprey. Osprey denied the allegations, and the IWL would release a statement that contradicted his denial. However, the uh, October 2020 IWL, they rejected uh, their statement uh, that they made. But you know, it, it, nothing that Will Osprey did, he, he wasn't accused of anything being he wasn't accused of being a, a person that committed sexual assault or sexual harassment or anything like that. Uh, he was accused of, of blacklisting somebody, which sort of falls under the same line, especially if uh, Osprey is defending his friend, which sort of puts him on the same level as his friend. Another name that's been pretty big right now, Sammy Guevara, and this one was right in your face. Uh, it couldn't have been more on your face, especially if you're listening to the whole effing show podcast, uh, the Raw's fourth hour. Years back, back in 2016, Guevara joked that he wanted to rape Sasha Banks at the WWE tryout that he attended. AEW would suspend Guevara without pay, and Guevara agreed to go under extensive sensitivity training. Uh, He did return from that and obviously has made a resurgence in AEW since then, but it still leaves a sour taste in my mouth looking back at that moment 
and, and when that all came out and then when that finally resurfaced, obviously the whole effing show and, and what that was, I don't even know if it still is anymore, but that whole effing show and that, that YouTube channel, uh, it, it was an acquired taste. Uh, some people found it very funny. Some people did not. It was. It really depended on, on your your viewpoint of it, and it sort of was the environment that bred for that conversation to come up and for Guevara to make that outlandish statement that he did then, saying that he wanted to rape Sasha Banks. And not a good look for Sammy Guevara at all. You know, and not something you want to say ever. And especially to be broadcasted like that from that sense. Uh, not a good look for Guevara, but obviously the world has moved past it. I haven't, personally, in the back of my mind, I still, every time I see Guevara, I do think of that. And I think that's just going to come with time where that either goes away or just stays forever. And uh, I guess it's something I'm going to have to deal with, and a lot of people are, are going to have to deal with, given that a lot of these pro wrestlers just aren't going to be put a- away for these claims you know and you know it's fair to argue should should a professional wrestler career in life be over because of a stupid thing that they said years back when they were very young that's a good conversation to have but every time i look at seven guevara now i'm going to think of that there's no question about it the probably the biggest one to come out of the speaking out movement and even prior to it it was a whole thing it was a whole pr nightmare if you will for the wwe uh, they received plenty of backlash after the accusations of the NXT star Velveteen Dream having inappropriate communications with minors along with sending lewd photos. According to WWE Executive Vice President Triple H, WWE had investigated the situation uh, and the allegations and said, quote, they didn't find anything. I have a clip from the May 21st episode of the Daily DDT Podcast. I'm going to play it for you after the break here. But when we return, uh, I want you to listen to what I have to say about not only Velveteen Dream, but how us fans can react to the past when looking back at matches with workers and professional wrestlers that have been done, that have done or have been accused of terrible things. So stick with us right here on the Daily DDT Podcast. When we come back, I'll reintroduce you and I'll show you this clip. So stick around right here on the Daily DDT Podcast. Welcome back to the Daily DDT Podcast. As I just mentioned before the break, I have a clip from the May 21st episode of the Daily DDT Podcast. This was the day or day after the Velveteen Dream firing. Uh, I talked about how us fans can react to the past when looking back at matches with workers that have done or have been accused of doing terrible things. So I'll meet you at the end of this clip. When we come back, I'll wrap up the show. But uh, give a thought to what I have to say. I think I source some good content here as well. Uh, I, I source some good names outside the world of professional wrestling, even into the world of cooking. So uh, let me know your thoughts as well, because uh, uh, this was, I feel like, one of my better moments on the podcast, uh, giving you my thoughts here on on how we should look back at some of these matches that Dream was in, some of these matches that Lars Sullivan was in. So take a thought here real quick, and I'll meet you at the end. Enjoy the clip. Time to talk about Velveteen Dream and his release and how it was long overdue and everything like that. And I wanted to take some time here to talk about uh, this a little extra, uh, more than just the news that we do at the top of the show, uh, given that this is bigger than just wrestling at the moment. Uh, Velveteen Dream, if you want to go into a full backstory here, whose real name is Patrick Clark Jr., was discovered by the WWE at the age of 19. I'm 19 years old right now, so. 
So at a very young age, to say the least, uh, for in a pro wrestling perspective, 19 years old, to be uh, brought up by the WWE uh, as he was a part of the Tough Enough reality show. And uh, he didn't win the show, but he did sign a developmental contract after uh, the show ended and became one of the company's biggest rising stars uh, after uh, debuting his Prince-inspired gimmick, which I'll talk about a little bit later as well. Underage girls first accused Clark of sending them nude photographs on Instagram and him asking for pictures in return. Uh, Clark would deny those allegations up front. Uh, More allegations came out later as independent wrestler Josh Fuller later said Clark tried to get him to send nude photographs. In return, Clark would make an effort for Fuller to get a WWE contract. The teenagers posted the screenshots of their interactions with Clark. Uh, These conversations were never verified as Clark or neither were they turned into law enforcement. Uh, It was the consensus of the wrestling community, however, that these were pictures of Clark. These were pictures of Velveteen Dream. Even though never confirmed, I'm not saying that, but this was the consensus of the wrestling community. Uh, Looking at Velveteen Dream's career with the WWE and NXT, uh, he won the North American Championship in January of 2019 and held the title for a record 231 days before dropping it to uh, Roderick Strong. Uh, He was on a rocket to the NXT Championship before the allegations, and uh, let's not forget that. Uh, Not the fault of the WWE at the time, given his gimmick was hot as fire, and uh, how were they supposed to know about the allegations at the time? A 25-year-old at the time of the allegations, I should say, as well. Uh, And he had all the in-ring talent in the world with a fantastic gimmick that we haven't seen in a long time. Everything clicked for Dream in front of the camera. Personally, I love the clocky, flamboyant persona along with the outfits. I was a sucker for that. Because anytime someone goes all out into a gimmick like that, I absolutely love it with the glasses and he had the extra lens for for the third eye, if you will. I felt like the gimmick just hit in every way, shape, or form. He was fully enthralled in it. The flamboyant aspect of it as well, something you haven't really seen in a while uh, from the WWE. So I genuinely enjoyed it. Obviously, I can't look at Clark in the same light anymore. And rightfully so. I'd be very surprised if you see him on TV anytime soon. Uh, I feel like he'll he'll do some work in the indies and some indie events, but uh, I don't think he'll be uh, under contract for many of the big major companies that uh, we know and we watch every week. In regards to his release, and this conversation here is more about the WWE than Dream itself. Although the WWE took a lot longer than they should have to release him, at the end of the day, he's finally gone. Should have this all been done at the start of the allegations? Many would argue yes, and I would be on the same side of that as well, given the PR nightmare that Dream was. It's also fair to acknowledge that even to this day, the still, technically, the allegations, even though all the ev- evidence are, uh, are pointing in the direction of it being true, technically still are allegations. So, let that be known as well, you know? Uh, if it's a technically in a technicality sense, I'm not saying I'm not defending him in any way, shape or form, but and I agree. All the evidence points in the way that this is, it was Velveteen dream, but he was never brought to the court of law, thus putting it in this weird uh, gray zone, if you will, in, in the eyes of the WWE. Adam Ragusea, a name that you might've heard before, a food journalist on YouTube once made a statement while talking about Mario Batali that still sticks with me to this day when looking at the world of celebrities in context, Mario Batali is a former stand and stir host for the Food Network who admitted sexual harassment 
and is accused of sexual assault. The quote from Magrusia reads, uh, Almost no one is blameless in their personal conduct, certainly not me and probably not you. Most of us are quite lucky that we have not yet come to be defined by the worst thing we did instead of the best. End quote. Ragusia also looks back at the work of Mario Batali and acknowledges all the people involved in his past work. Think about the producers, think about the lighting crew, think about the audio team, the directors, all the assistant producers, everyone that worked to make that show what it was back in the Food Network era. I think it was called Molto Mario, uh, Mario Batali worked on. And what we need to remember is that now... All those workers who worked on that show with Mario Batali, all the hard work that they put, put into that show have now been shunned away into the darkness, into the world of obscurity, into a world that you, you're not supposed to watch this anymore. Given what one person did, given what Mario Batali, the front man, what he did. I think, bringing this back to the world of professional wrestling, I think there's a direct correlation there with wrestlers who've had matches with Dream in the past where some of their best work is now washed away. Looking back to NXT TakeOver New Orleans in 2018, a five-star match, according to Meltzer. It was a six-man match. Probably the only five-star match Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, and EC3 will ever be a part of. Obviously, Lars Sullivan having issues in his own right, and that's a whole other story for another day. But Killian Dane, EC3... Ricochet was also part of that match. Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream, those were the six. Adam Cole has had plenty of five-star matches. Ricochet, I believe, has one other. But Killian Dan EC3, this might be the only five-star match that they'll ever be a part of in their career. Now, are we supposed to wipe it away to the side and never look at that match again? Some of the best work of Killian Dan EC3's career? Or do we look at it in a light of trying to remember and acknowledge the work that Killian Dane and EC3 put in, even though names like Lars Sullivan and the person that we're talking about now, Velveteen Dream, are involved in that match as well. Just keep this in mind when looking back. Chris Benoit was washed away from history. When that's not fair to the others involved in the matches that he was a part of, Chris Benoit obviously being a part of a lot bigger matches than and a lot more important matches than... Uh, Velveteen Dream was a part of. And Chris Benoit, part of the, some of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Royal Rumble winner. Yeah, We're expected to wipe that away from history. I think it might be fair to acknowledge the same for Dream. And maybe not in respect to Dream. Maybe not in respect to Sullivan. Maybe not in respect to Benoit. And these are names that uh, we've decided to wipe away from history. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. But in respect to the other competitors... And everyone else involved into making what made their matches so great. Velveteen Dream, part of a five-star match. Chris Benoit, five-star matches in his own right. Let's just keep that in mind. Because some of these professional wrestlers' greatest work came at the same time when they were facing Velveteen Dream, when they were facing off against Benoit. And it's not fair to those wrestlers who are part of those matches, like Killian Dane, like EC3. For their highlight, best ranked matches of their career to be pushed to the wayside. However, I can't stop you from feeling how you feel in this situation, given you're 100% justified in this case. You know, I can't, I can't tell you to go support anything that you don't want to support. 
that would be morally wrong for me to say that. But just keep that in mind moving forward and keep that in mind when looking back at some of these matches in the past. All right, Jen and Pecker from the future here. Hope you enjoyed that clip. I gave you my full thoughts there on everything Velveteen Dream and also everything on how we should be able to look back on uh, some of these matches in the past. As I mentioned, some of these career-defining moments came against uh, Velveteen Dream for a lot of these rest wrestlers and some of the best matches, some of the only five-star matches that they're ever going to have has came against Velveteen Dream. So uh, something to really think about because you don't really want to throw out uh, the baby with the bathwater there. That's all for me. You can catch this podcast on all your favorite providers. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And remember, you can ask your smart device to play the Daily DDT Podcast. If you like content like this, check out our writers at DailyDDT.com. And if you want to hear more from me, give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram at JadenBeckerTV. I'll see you next week with another episode of the Daily DDT Podcast.